0: you this is Jeremy, the host of Mastery Simple Podcast, coming to this brand new episode. I pray that you're having a wonderful week, and I'm praying that you would also have a blessed weekend. On tonight's today's episode, y'all, I want to continue with the ongoing dialogue we've been having all summer concerning relationships, dating, courtship, certain misconceptions concerning these matters and matter to topics. So, if you've been enjoying it for this long, you are definitely going to love tonight's episode. Tonight's episode is not an easy topic to discuss. But I truly believe, especially for those of you who are single, those of you who are dating, or those of you who perhaps recently went through a breakup, or maybe you feel as if uh, you've been inject- you know, you've been getting rejected for quite some time. I want to go ahead and change your perspective, or at least help you to have this perspective tonight concerning rejection. Now rejection honestly y'all I feel like it's an overrated term, especially when it comes to the dating world. I feel like the term rejection, it has become a term that is connected of being uh, degraded or undervalued, underappreciated, being as if you are without, you know, without worth and so forth. And though I understand that some of us, we realize um, this is not what that means to us, but when you are the type of person, you are in this predicament. When you go ahead, I'm speaking especially to my single brothers. Maybe you saw a, a young woman that you were interested in. You go to approach this young woman, you go to pursue her, and you go to express your feelings or interest towards her, and she's like, No, I don't see you in that way. <laughs> so to you, you feel like you're being rejected. And once that hits you, it's tough, it's hard. And sometimes you correlate that feeling of being rejected as if, as if it's you know, you're without value again, or um, you're lesser than, or that person is uh, superior than you and you're inferior. That is not true. And that is why ultimately, in my opinion, I feel that the term uh, rejection or rejected is overrated. Instead, especially for tonight's episode, which is titled, Not the Right Fit, But Not Rejected. I feel for those of you guys who are currently dating or about to date, or for those of you, again, who are expressing interest in people that you see as a potential candidate, um, that you potentially could see you marrying in the near future, I want you to focus on this phrase: not the right fit, but not rejected. It's going to be okay. If that person that perhaps you felt um, interested in does not show you that they have an interest in you, does not show you that they want to go further in getting to know you, and that way, me in a romantic way this is not the end this is just a signal or a sign that god himself is showing you this is not the person that he has for you this is not someone that is compatible for you this is not someone that is the right fit for you and vice versa you may just not be the right fit for them and so sometimes you may feel as if this person is being too judgmental or critical, this person uh, has high, too much of a high standard or this person um, think that, you know, they're perfect and I'm not. This may not even be the case. And may just be God working through that person in a way to let you know, again, this is not the right fit for you and you are not the right fit for that person. So again, I want to just go ahead and just say this once more, not the right fit, but not rejected. If you have a notepad, go ahead and write this down for memory. I believe is a phrase that will help all of us, you know, whether uh, you are currently in a relationship uh, or whether you're dating, you know, there's nothing that is completely permanent until you and they call this person your wife, you and they call this person your husband. And so anytime god may say hey this is not the person that i have approved of for you and we all could be okay with that because again we know this is not what this is not the right fit but guess what you are not rejected i am not rejected and so the reason why i titled this episode not the right fit but not rejected again i already said that one of the reasons is because again, I feel that the term of rejected or rejection is overrated, especially when it comes to the dating world. I feel that once we um, don't really, you know, um, cling to those like, cling to those terms, especially those of us who are just going out there into the dating world, that's going to cause us to have less heartache. That's going to cause us to have um, less. Um, I can say disappointment. It's going to cause you to be more um uh, Aware of yourself, and it's gonna help you to not become too easily uh, attached to that individual or dependent uh, to that individual in a way, even though there was nothing um, permanent. You know, it is possible that you have this idea of a person, you, you see this person as your ideal husband or ideal wife, even though you guys are not even intimate in any way, even though you guys are not even really in a relationship you begin now to create this other reality that is happening there. And so when you are able to see again, all of this is a part of life, that causes you to uh, you know, remove that pressure from yourself and it causes you to as well, pursue other people or pursue friendships and relationships in a way that protects and guards your heart. And again, one of the most I want to go ahead and address this next episode, which also inspired the title of tonight's episode is this, guys. Your value can't be rejected. Again, if you have a notepad, go ahead and write this down. Your value can't be rejected. And the reason, again, y'all, I'm putting great emphasis on this tonight is because so many times I see my brothers in Christ. I see, you know, especially for you fellas, it's very hard out there, I understand. So many times I see that you go ahead and approach this young woman, you go ahead and approach this a sister and this isn't like giving you the time of day. The sister's are already saying, you know, why are you approaching me? I'm I'm sorry, no, no. So some people it's like they they don't even push you at the first zone, no, they just give you a a period point like no. Right? But I wanna tell you this tonight. Your value can't be rejected. We have to come to this place of maturity where even when it is that even when we're expressing feelings towards another like person or letting this person um, mm-hmm. see that we admire them or uh, we see that they're truly god fearing, we see that they truly um, have it going on right we see this person is educated this person is driven this person is, is fulfilling purpose is walking in their purpose uh, this person is confident and they also have a godly confidence When you see that individual, for whatever the case may be, once you express interest to them and they don't feel the same way, you should be okay within yourself to understand, guess what? Your value is still intact to you as a person because it came from God. It did not come from whatever it is that they said of you or that they said to you. Because again, your value can't be rejected. And so the fact that our value can't be rejected, why in the world, do so we put such a burden upon ourselves when we receive no's from other people? And this could be for other cases as well, um, not just relationships, not just when it comes to dating. This can be when it comes to a job offer, maybe you apply to this job. And for whatever reason, they said, unfortunately, we can't proceed with the application. Unfortunately, we can't offer you this position. When we read that, for some strange reason, it's like our brain or our mind causes us to feel like that that person or that organization organization, excuse me, took our value. Or this person is saying that you are not worth enough for us to hire you. Or you are not worth enough of our time for me to go out with you, for me to be in a relationship with you. And so again, my brothers and sisters in Christ, I really want you to really go ahead and get this deep, deep down in your soul to understand your value can't be rejected. Once you understand this, you indeed will go into this new season as a single or as someone who is dating, or even as someone who is trying to um, pursue big dreams, big goals, a big vision that the Lord has given you over the years. You will feel such liberation to know again, this is not the end of it, right? this is not the end of you. Whether this person accepts me or not, or whether this organization accepts me or not, this is not the end of you because, again, my value, my worth comes from God. And this just means we are just not a good fit for one another. Not the right fit, but not rejected. I don't want neither of you guys, whomever is listening to me right now, I don't want you and I don't want myself included for us to ever see that we have been rejected. Now, I'm not saying that the term rejection and rejected does not exist because it exists in the dictionary. But what I am challenging us to do tonight is to not view it in the way that the world views it. But I want you to view it in a way where it is just again a redirection that God's taking. Because sometimes we forget that God is sovereign. So even if it seems as if this person rejected us or even if it seems as if this job rejected us or even if it seems as if, you know, this door is closing on us, you know, it's not opening for whatever reason, we tend to believe "Oh my goodness, what is life, my life is, you know, my (laughs) lifestyle, this is not my season, what am I, you know, what am I in and all of that but guess what, sometime again, God is just redirecting your path because he has something better. And this better doesn't necessarily mean that it's perfect, but it just means this is God's perfect match for you. This is God's perfect opportunity for you because this is the right fit for you. I am going to go ahead and also quickly share a few scriptures just to... I can encourage you to understand that your value and your worth comes from God. And so when you find yourself doing something you've never done before, because I know some of you who are listening to this podcast, maybe you trust God so much that you're not the type of person who's going to really put yourself out there in the dating world. You're not the type of person that's really going to go on and join a dating app or go on a blind date because you are just trusting the Lord to bring that person to you. And you're not the type of person as well who date the way that the world dates. You don't want to date too many people at the same time. Perhaps you already have the vision of marriage. You want to settle down. You want to have a family. You're thinking of legacy. You're not thinking of just a a one-night stand or a fling or whatever. You're not thinking of, you know, a situationship when it comes to friends with benefits, But you want a relationship that is honoring God. You want a relationship that is produced in fruits of the Spirit. If you want a relationship that is heading to the destination of marriage and not to the destination of confusion and Great. I want us to quickly go ahead and open our Bible pages to Isaiah 43 verse 4. Isaiah 43 verse 4, this is what it says y'all, you know, and again I want you guys to continue to stand with me as we're talking about the fact that your value can be rejected. Isaiah 43 verse 4 is one of the scriptures that will help us to see how come our value can be rejected. This is what God says. In Isaiah 4, he says, Since you are precious and honored in my sight, and because I love you, I will give people in exchange for you, nations in exchange for your life. This is God speaking to you. God is saying you're so precious and and, 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 you know, so precious in his sight, and he loves you so much that he will literally give people in exchange for you, just little old you. You are one individual and god is saying in this text in isaiah 43 verse 4 he would literally give nations in exchange for you just to have you so that shows you tonight the value the worth that you have in the eyes of god when you place a complete confidence in god you will understand a man nor a woman could ever again tell you your worth tell you your value because guess what, the creator of heaven and earth, your creator, your heavenly father, he tells you how much you worth. He says, I will give people in exchange for you, nations in exchange for you. He said that you are precious and honored in his sight. God is literally saying you are precious. And honored in his sight. And so at times when you feel rejected, or at times when you feel like this person make you feel less than this person makes you feel like you are nobody, you have to remind yourself, especially when it comes to scriptures such as this one, that God sees you, that you are precious in his sight, that in God's sight he excuse me, y'all, no, in God's sight, you are honored. Amen. You are full of words. If you don't mind, please go ahead as well. You can open your Bible pages to Matthew 6, verse 26. Matthew 6, verse twenty-six. This is what it says. It says, and this is Jesus. He says here in Matthew 6, verse 26, Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in bars, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Are you not much more valuable than they? And if you continue to read the entire passage, that entire chapter 96, Jesus is placing great emphasis to to us to explain to us that we have no business to be worrying about anything because God indeed is our provider. And if we place our, our, our eyes upon him, if we fix our attention, our gaze towards Jesus, that God himself, he is faithful to provide the very thing that he knows that we need. God knows there our specific needs of, of yours, that he knows you have specific needs. God understands we live in the physical world. We're not in heaven yet. Yes, the Bible tells us that we are seated in heavenly places, but we are seated in heavenly places through the spirit, but technically we are not in heaven physically yet. And so God knows there are certain things that we need today while we are on earth to sustain us, while we are on earth to feel at ease. But God himself tells us in Matthew 6, verse 23, if he seek seekless, his healing and righteousness, all these things, will be added onto us. What are all these things? All the things that he knows we need to fulfill your purpose. He knows as well all of these things include for those of you who have the desire for marriage, a godly spouse, even for those of you who have the desire to be a mother or father, to be able to bring that individual to your life in order to have a family with them and so forth. These are just some of the things that we can say he was talking about when he says all these things. Amen? Because God knows in fact the desires of our heart. He knows He has placed certain desires in us for a particular reason, but at the same time, God does not want us to cause ourselves to become so overwhelmed by such desires that we have we have turned our gaze, turned our focus from the Lord, and have placed them more so on the desires themselves. Amen. Now One of the other points that I'm going to just go ahead and address on tonight's episode to encourage you guys again, because one of my intent, you know, my intention on making this episode is to really help you to get out of the shell and really help you to see yourself from heaven's point of view, really help you to see yourself from God's perspective, from the Word of God, what He says concerning you, concerning your identity, concerning your body, concerning your worth. And to understand as well, God is faithful to make everything work out for your good. And so whatever thing that you feel like was a rejection, right? Maybe, you know, again, maybe you took a step of faith and for whatever reason, it didn't work out the way that you wanted it to work out. And now you feel like it's a rejection. But again, God is faithful to work it all out for your good. You may have thought this was the end you may have thought for example maybe you thought this individual was the best thing ever maybe you thought this individual was french charming in your side or was Cinderella in your side but listen God has someone better than that who is best just for you who is the right fit for you because this is something that I always love to say because it's true God knows us better than we know ourselves And so you may think that this person was the best fit for you, but God, He knows you better than you know yourself, and He will always outgive you. I'm going to say this again God will always outgive us. God will always exceed our expectations. We may look at something from one, one point of view, but God, He is able to see someone, and He is able to say, you know what? Yes, they are handsome, or yes, she's beautiful. But her character will not be able to carry you through down the line in the next five years. God is able to see the intent, the heart of every individual. That person may be beautiful. That person may be handsome, but they may have they may have to see within their hearts their motive in pursuing you. Their motive in marrying you. The motive in, in connecting with you may not be a right motive; it may the negative point a negative God is always looking out for those who fear Him, for those who love Him, for those who put their faith and trust in Him. All right, so let's continue, y'all. I hope that you guys are being encouraged by this this episode so far. And if you've been enjoying this episode so far, you're more than welcome as well to so make sure at the end you go ahead and share it with a friend who will be blessed by this encouragement. Now. We spoke a lot concerning value and worth, and we spoke a lot on showing you that our value and worth comes from the Lord. And when we know that our value is worth comes from the Lord, we understand that our value can't be rejected. Even if someone may say that they rejected us, but they didn't reject us because God did not reject us. We were just not the best fit or the right fit for them, and vice versa, they were not the best fit or the right fit for us. Now I wanna go ahead and share this with you as well. Now, we're talking about dating, we're talking about uh, relationships, we're talking about marriage, we're talking about um, you know all of these things that relate to each of these matters or each of these concepts and topics. And one of the things that I'm gonna go ahead and address again because I believe I've said it before, but I'm gonna go ahead and, and, and share this again but from a different lens. it's coming from the book of uh, Songs of Solomon. And this is what it's it's saying here. This is the phrase that I want to go ahead and address. It says, Do not arouse love before it's time. Okay? And this particular phrase, you are able to see it in Songs of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 7. You're able to see it in Songs of Solomon, chapter 3, verse 5. And you're also able to see it in Psalms of Solomon, chapter 8, verse 4. So to take a time, I'm just going to go ahead and read it from verse um, from Psalm of Solomon, chapter 3, verse 5. And this is what it says, y'all. It says, Daughters of Jerusalem, I charge you, do not arouse or awaken love until it so desires. I'm going to say this once more. Daughters of Jerusalem, I charge you, do not arouse or awaken love until it so desires. What is this being said? What is being said here? What does the scripture mean? Do not arouse or awaken love until it's suicide. I strongly encourage you guys to go ahead and check us on um, YouTube Gelp Network. I did a video talking about one of the number the number one reasons, excuse me, um, for dysfunctional marriages, relationships, uh, and for divorces. And one of the things that I address in that video is because many people enter relationships and even marriage without having matured, right? And their singleness. And so you have a lot of individuals who jump into a relationship, but they don't know who they are. And because they don't know who they are, they're unable to love that individual they're in this relationship with in the way that the, the scriptures tell us to love uh, one another. And not only that, a lot of people... Have a misconception when it comes to love though sometimes we say love is not a feeling but we don't really believe it well at least majority of those who are in society who are in the world right who are not Christian they don't see love as being an action they don't see love as being a discipline they see love as just being whatever makes them happy like as if it's just an emotion but love is much more than that love is greater than emotion and even so great that this particular scripture says, "Do not arouse or awaken love until it's those desires." And one of the reasons being is because you have to be mature in order to partake of this love, which in this context is talking about eros love, which is romantic love. And so, for example, well, I remember when I was in middle school, I would see like the students would be in a relationship, There would be a relationship with this individual for like 3 months, and then once 3 months was gone, they would be in a brand new relationship with another individual. And we were 13 years old, right? We were 12, 13 years old, and I'm like, what do we know at 12 or 13 years old about relationships and love and all that? in my opinion, the majority of the relationships that people have gone through in middle school and even high school to a certain degree. That was not love whatsoever, that was literally infatuation and at times we have we have made ourselves believe that was love but it was not love because ultimately genuine love and this type of love is not a love that is fickle, it's not a love that is that changed just all of a sudden, right? All of a sudden you said you were in love with this person and then by three months you are already out of the relationship with this person. And so one of the reasons why I found the Song of Solomon is saying this phrase is because love is powerful. If you were someone who really loved a person, right, an individual, for whatever the reason may be, that person leaves you, abandons you, or breaks up with you, you will in fact feel very much so heartbroken because you genuinely love that person. And so God never wants us to be hurt. Like he doesn't want us to be heartbroken. Yes, God will allow us to go through certain trials, but at the end of the day, he doesn't take pleasure when it comes to your heart being broken. And so sometimes God, of course, can always protect us from certain situations by allowing us to go and endure a process to receive maturation in order for us to be able to better store a blessing or a relationship or whatever desire that we have been praying that he would give us or help us to see manifest. So why am I sharing all of this? The reason why I'm sharing all of this is that again, I want us to be honest with ourselves and see and say to ourselves, Am I ready to awaken love at this time? Am I ready to awaken love at this time? And so when it comes to this test, it goes both ways. So you have to ask yourself this question Am I ready to awaken love at this time? And you also have to Do a self-analysis to see whether you have reached maturity to be able to partner yourself with another person or for you to be vulnerable uh, to another person and allow yourself to be emotionally available to that other person. And as well, you have to give that other person the choice to want him to have that experience with you. Because again, what does 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 tell us? is that love is patient, love is kind. Love is only love because it is not forced. But because of the fact that it is patient, it is kind, it happens naturally. It happens with good intentions, with good motives. It doesn't happen in a narcissistic way or manipulation. Amen. And so if you find yourself falling for someone in a good way, and you're seeing yourself being attracted to this person, not just being attracted to them, but you are attracted by their traits, you are attracted by their beliefs, you are attracted by the way that they live their life, the way that they honor their family, the way they honor God, the way they honor themselves, then you must bring that forth before the Lord. You must as well ask God to give you the courage, right? To go and express that feeling towards that person. Amen. But at the same time, you must allow that person as well to say to you, if indeed they feel the same towards you. And if not, if you truly love that person, again, the Bible says love is patient. And so if that person doesn't feel the same way towards you and time has passed, a, a good measure of time has passed, they still don't feel the same way towards you. Listen, God speaks in so many ways. This just may be God saying to you, son, this is not my daughter that I've chosen for you, daughter. This, this is not the son that I've chosen for you. And that is okay, y'all. That is okay. You will be just fine. I'm not saying you're not gonna feel a little type of way, but it's healthy to be able to receive now, uh, that response. Although we see it as rejection, but we can reach a level of truth and say, you know what, I was in the right fit for them, they were in the right fit for me, but I'm not rejected, I still have my value intact, I still have my worth intact. But The reason why I'm, why I'm sharing this as well, God, especially for those of us who are believers, if you're a Christian, then you know that, that men and women in the body of Christ, we are brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. And so Jesus is not just our Lord and Savior, he's our big brother, and we too are children of God, we are sons and daughters of God. And the reason why this is important, even when it comes to the context of this conversation that I'm having with you, is to let you know that this is why, y'all. Marriage is earthbound, romantic relationships is earthbound, but sisterly and brotherly love is heavenward. Sisterly and brotherly love is eternal. Agape oh, love is eternal. And that is so important for us to note. And the reason why it's so important for us to note is something that Paul even said here in Romans uh, chapter Romans chapter fifteen, I believe. Let me quickly go ahead uh, to that particular passage for you. y'all, it's Romans chapter 13 verse 8, Romans chapter 13 verse 8, and this is what it says, let no debt remain outstanding except for the continuing debt to love one another, for whoever loves others has to fulfill the law, and so Paul is saying here, right, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, we don't owe, like people don't owe us anything, right, They don't owe us anything. Like for example, if that person does not want to be in a relationship with you, they don't owe you that relationship. But you know what you owe them? And you know what they too owe you? They still owe you love. They still owe you. in pure love in a property love, right? The love of Christ, they still owe to you because in doing so, or in giving you that love, they have fulfilled the law. And this is important because like I said previously, Marriage is earthbound and a romantic relationship is earthbound, but brotherly and sisterly love is what is heavenward, heavenward is eternal. Jesus himself tells us y'all in Matthew chapter 22 verse 30, this is what Jesus tells us concerning a marriage when it comes to heaven. He says, at the resurrection people will neither marry nor be given in marriage. They will be like the angels in heaven. When Jesus was saying this, he was also letting them know that they were not going to be in romantic relationships. And even if they were married on earth, they would not still remain married to their earthly husband or wife. But they will just be like the angels in the sense that they will just be sons and daughters of God, brothers and sisters. Amen. And so when we go to heaven, even your very wife, uh, you're literally going to just see her as your sister, as the daughter of God. Even when it comes to your husband, you're going to literally see him as your brother, right? As a son of God. And this, guess what? Even that young man who perhaps rejected you and he is saved, guess what? In heaven, you're going to see him as your brother, Right? As a son of God, and He too will see you as a daughter of God, as a sister, right? A sister in Christ. That's the beauty of the matter. And so, when we have this perspective, we literally see, even when it comes to a romantic relationship, even when it comes to, uh, you know, a Christian marriage, even that particular institution in and of itself is to cause you as well. To be more sanctified, right, in a way, to know, hey, this is not this is not the, the, the end, right? This is not the permanent. Uh, uh, how can I say this? This is not the permanent um, purpose that we have here as husband and wife. But we know that once we go into eternity, the relationship between that that will last forever is our agape love for one another. It's for us to see as well. We are sons and daughters. Of God. You are my brother and you are my sister. Even when it comes to Jesus, when he was on the earth, the way he addressed his disciples, he said, My brothers, the way he addressed the women who were with him, who supported him in ministry, he's he addressed them as his sisters. And Paul did the same as well. And so when we go to heaven, we're gonna be like a big family. Literally, when we go to heaven, we're gonna be like a big family. And so there are certain relationships. Um, that we are aware of on earth they're going to be in existence in heaven even though we will have certain memories right that last within our conscience like you will have an idea and you will know that this person by you were on earth that was your husband that was your wife you're going to know uh you know this brother in heaven was literally a father on earth this sister in heaven was literally the mother on earth But it's going to be fading in comparison to the fact that we all are one big family in Christ. We are all brothers and sisters in Christ. And so when we have that point of view, when we have that perspective, I don't know about you, but it allows you now to not place so much pressure on yourself if you're not being accepted by everyone. And to not put so much pressure on yourself for whatever the case may be this person doesn't find you attractive, do so you find them attractive, but this person does not want to go out with you, do you, you, you so much so wanted to go out with them, And so it helps us to see dating again, as just an interaction, seeing if that person is a good fit for you or that. And one of the ways you will see so, is if again, that person doesn't have that usual exchange with you. And so again, one of the reasons why you see in the book of the Songs of Solomon, it says do not arouse or awaken love until it's so desires. it says until it's so desired, there has to be a mutual exchange between you and that other individual. For so love to work, for a relationship to work, there has to be agreement involved. And so even if I so much so want to be partnered with this person, if they don't feel the same towards me in return, there will not be a partnership if that is okay. and, that, and that is okay. Amen. And that is what that is okay I pray guys you were inc- you know, greatly encouraged by this episode it was not an easy topic to discuss in, 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 in the way that you know again is a sensitive topic because a lot of us we don't like to be rejected but again like I said I don't want us to look at that as rejection but instead I want us to view it in this lighting I may not have been the right fit for this person but guess what I was not rejected. I want us to take away that notion that when we are rejected, or perhaps when that person gives us a no, it makes us feel as if we are less than, they are better than us, or our value or worth came from their decision of saying no to us, and uh, etc. But that is not the case. Your value, your worth comes from the Lord. And as well, as we just read in Romans chapter 15, You know, verse 3, we still owe each other the love of Christ. So even if that sister rejects me, my brother, (laughs) even if that brother rejects me, my sister, we still owe him the love of Christ. Because at the end of the day, when it comes to eternity, we are brothers and sisters, sons and daughters of God. And that is who we will, you know, that, that is who we will be recognizing in heaven anyway. We're going to be recognizing each other as that. Sons and daughters of God, brothers and sisters in Christ, not as a wife or husband, as girlfriend or boyfriend. And so, again, this was just a certain Christ day of peace. And remember, y'all, all things are from Christ Jesus. Until next time, peace out. Take care.